Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Let me go on to surrogacy and families with children who have been born through surrogacy are calling on the Irish government to enact legislation to regulate it in Irish law. Those born through international surrogacy are in a kind of legal limbo, according to the Irish families through surrogacy, because their mothers have no rights over their children. Now, the Sunday Business Post reported that the government will postpone legislation for international surrogacy because of the potential legal difficulties and legal minefields, some would say. Only domestic surrogacy will be legislated uh, for uh, in the upcoming Assisted Human Reproduction Bill. It will establish a regulatory framework for surrogacy and assisted reproduction for the first time, but only domestically. In other words, only for those children who are surrogates here in Ireland. And Irish families through surrogacy and equality for children said they are extremely concerned by the possibility of postponement of the international surrogacy legislation. And the statement by the organisation said this goes against any information we've been told by all government representatives who we've met in recent months. We have extensive cross-party support. And the group said that our Irish parents have been waiting for adequate legislation since the year 2000. They also noted that many Irish citizens born through surrogacy are approaching 18 years of age. For some, it is already too late to have a legal relationship with both of their parents. And the urgency of recognising our children's equal rights cannot be ignored, according to the statement. In response to the government's actions, they are going to be holding a demonstration outside Leinster House tomorrow. And on the phone is Cathy Wheatley, who has uh, twins, Ted and Elsie, through surrogacy. And she joins me on the line. Good afternoon to you, Cathy. Hello, Niall. How are you? Thank now, you so much for having me on. You're very, very welcome. OK, let's just first go back because people want to know, of course, why you're talking about it. And of course, and tell us a little bit about Ted and Elsie and, and why you got to that point in your life. And sadly, my condolences to you, you lost a baby, Helen, a silver nearly seven years ago, which was been tragic for you at the time uh, when you were seven months pregnant. And you endured gruelling years like many other women in this country of IVF disappointment, I suppose. And yeah, and what made you then want to go down the route of surrogacy? Because I suppose most people would be turned to say, "Well, could you not just adopt a child?" That would be a very Irish attitude to say that. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's definitely been said. Um, and I suppose a lot of the people who find themselves in situations where infertility or even IVF um, treatment and things like that, the road that they have to go down, will have been said that at yeah. some point in the future. Um, I suppose from our point of view, we were. Um, like like you say, we were very lucky. We had um, a healthy pregnancy with baby Helen. Um, and unfortunately um, for us, um, we we went to the hospital to have Helen um, and there was failures in my care, which have been um, admitted by the hospital. So okay. we, were one, we were one of those people who fell into the group um, of around the time there would have been an awful lot in the media about failures in maternity care and the system. Um, which is very sad to think because we have a we have a very good maternity care in this in this country in comparison uh, to know, other countries. So it's very sad to hear that. Exactly, and and there were certain um, regional hospitals, I suppose, that was affected by yeah. that in particular. Um, and and you know that must have been a um, devastating time for you, by the way, because here you are excited yeah. with this pregnancy. For any woman, it's the most wonderful thing in the world, and for men too, by the way, who have been the fathers. I don't want to leave yeah. them out, but I mean to be told and given that news seven months into your pregnancy must have been tragic and devastating for you. It was. I mean, the 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 whole thing for us was was I mean still to this day it's nearly surreal um because mm-hmm. at that point um we were told um that baby Helen had died of course we didn't know she was a little girl at the time and we also didn't know her name was Helen she was called after my mom yeah. um but we were told that baby Helen had died um 
And unfortunately for my husband at the time as well, um, we were told that there was a chance that I wasn't going to survive. Um, so oh, no. I had I had lost five litres of blood at that point. I had to be resuscitated. Um, things were a desperate situation. Um, they did everything they could to save my uterus um, so that we could go on to have more children. Um, but unfortunately, even though it was left intact, the damage was just too severe um, and it wasn't able to carry another pregnancy after that. Okay, so it left you in a situation where EBI, IVF was never going to work for you. Yeah, you you so weren't going to be able to carry your baby. Yeah, yeah so we, we didn't accept that to begin with either. You know, we, we, we you went, tried. You try, and, you try yeah. everything. You know, yeah, we yeah. try every route and you, you just think like, we've already lost our most precious, precious daughter, uh, baby Helen, and you know, you just think we must have some good luck. Something must work for us. And so we did go down the IVF route. Mm-hmm. Um, we had numerous rounds of IVF um, and um, all failed. And then unfortunately, I was lucky enough to get pregnant again naturally. And that ended in a miscarriage as well. So, OK, so you, you, really, had, you didn't want to go through, a, a, you know, the sadness and no. disappointment over and over again. Of yeah, course, it I was understand at that, that point. Yeah, yeah, it was at that point, Neil, that they, the doctors then said to me at that point, they said, look, we can keep doing this. But the truth is, we have these perfectly healthy embryos that are being implanted into a war zone because of my uterus um, being so damaged at that time. And so it was them who first mentioned surrogacy to us. And it was a road that we we were shocked at. We were like, and had you heard? I mean, I'm sure you had heard of surrogacy, but but I mean, did you understand surrogacy? Because I think for a lot of listeners here. We, we don't understand the complications that are involved because there's different types of surrogacy where you would use your own eggs or there was, there's other types of surrogacy where you'd use the sperm and you wouldn't use your own eggs. And there's, there's so many different variations. There's of so it, many there? different things. And traditionally, surrogacy would have been... Um, uh, traditionally, surrogacy would have been where the person who was carrying, the woman who was carrying, probably would have used her own eggs. That's mm-hmm. known as traditional surrogacy. What we did and what m- most surrogacy arrangements are now is gestational carrier surrogacy, which means that the lady who's carrying the babies has no genetic relationship to the children. Um, and so it makes it a little bit easier for everybody involved because, of course, our surrogate welfare was of utmost importance to us as well. Um, yes, so they're essentially so, just gestating the eggs yeah, for exactly. a period of nine months. Yes. Yeah, as we say, as we say, as I say to Ted Nelson, you know, we call Ivana their tummy mummy. And oh, we say right, that, okay. Yeah, we say that mummy's tummy was broke, so we had to borrow Ivana's tummy for a different way. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, and, and that is effectively it. Um, I often talk about the fact that, you know, in a way, it's, it's, it's another form of organ donation. They donate their uterus to us for nine months. I'm losing, I'm losing a little bit there, Cathy. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, can you, yeah sorry. Sorry, yeah. They give us the most precious gift in the world. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just amazing what can be done. And I suppose with the advances in, in science and in medical treatment, um, you know, th- this is happening. Surrogacy is and happening. That's wonderful because there's so many women listening today, listening to you who've been in a, maybe a similar situation, maybe mm-hmm. had a stillbirth or many miscarriages or IV, many turns of IVF or who just can't have a baby. And and they have very healthy eggs, but they just can't yeah. have a baby. And this is an option for them. But I mean, you talk about, for example, the group uh, is awaiting adequate legislation since 2000. Michal Martin would have been the Minister for Health in, in around that he time. Was, he was. He was indeed, yeah. Or yeah. now Taoiseach was Minister for Health at the time. And he was the first one in fairness to who commissioned um, the report on it. Um, and See, then, 21 years ago, mind you. 21 years ago, yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, since then, there's been numerous Oireachtas committees, there's been numerous reports, and all of that has been put in place. And we're now at a position where the Assisted Human Reproduction Bill is ready. Um, and when this started to come out, we realised that 
missing from the coalition group. So there is a coalition group that we work very closely with that includes LGBT Ireland, Equality for Children, um, the Irish Disabilities Group, um, lots of different organisations. And we work very closely with them. But we realised that the heterosexual voice was missing. The voice of mothers was missing. The, the mothers who, through no fault of their own, um, cannot carry their children. Um, and it's for us, surrogacy is a medical treatment so what you is, for, for myself and the listeners, because I, I, I'm kind of lost in this as well, mm-hmm. what are the complications? So essentially they will do a DNA test to see who is the mother, who is the father. And if indeed the parent or the person who's the surrogate is just being used for gestational purposes, mm-hmm. I see no logical reason why both of you can't be well, on the birth they, certificate. Yeah. So they don't do a DNA test on the mother, first of all. Uh, under I've lost you again, Cathy. Oh, sorry, now I don't know why the line is bad. Okay, go oh, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I have uh, you out. Under under Irish law, um, the mother is the person who gives birth to the child, and that's where the problems arise. Right. Um, and so it's only a common law thing. It's not it's not in our constitution or anything. It it can you know it doesn't need a referendum to be changed. It can be changed, and if it moves with the times. So your argument would be, and and most people's logical argument would be, as because I'm adopted myself, my mother mm-hmm. is the person who raised me. Yes, my biological mother is the one who gave birth. Exactly. But my mother is the person who raised me. Exactly. And so we have no problem with the children having the right to identity. We believe that that's really important for all children. Yes. Um, and like I said to you, we talked to Ted and Elsie. We're still in touch with our surrogate, Ivana. She's very much part of our Where lives. Is she from we Russia? Them. She's from Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. Ukraine. And the majority of Irish couples might go to the Ukraine yeah. um, because surrogacy is regulated in the Ukraine. So on their birth cert in the Ukraine, I am their mother. It's me. Catherine Wheatley is their mother. Keith Wheatley is their father. Um, that's how it is. But it's when we come back to Ireland... When we fly from the Ukraine and come and land in Ireland, I'm no longer recognised as mother. The law changes suddenly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so so that leaves you in a very difficult situation, for example, you know, when it comes to, say, custody, when it comes to guardianship and Mm -hmm. rights and inheritance, all of those those kind of things. It leaves you in a very difficult situation. Yeah, and it makes a huge difference. And one of the things I think that we'll go back to is at the start of, you said, you know, how people say, why don't you just adopt? We tried to adopt. Adoption wasn't open to us because of my medical issues. Adoption wasn't open to the majority of people who are mothers who can't carry children because there have medical issues at that point. You know, we so have the criteria of, is a little bit too strict for a lot of people. Too, it, yeah. it, it doesn't work. So we have yeah. members of our organisation who have cystic fibrosis. We have members of our organisation who were caught up in the cervical cancer um, uh, situation. We mm-hmm. have, you know, we have people who, who were born with, with certain um, conditions that leave them unable to carry children. This is not something that is just a choice. This is literally It was your last the option, option, the only option yeah. for you. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, there's a complication whereby Irish legislation can't uh, marry with international legislation and different countries for some strange reason. Now, yeah. so, say for example, and I'm not meaning it's complicated, I'm just asking for my own, in, in my own interest as well, mm-hmm. but just, just say for example, you don't use your own eggs. And yes. let's say you had have used Ivana's eggs with your yeah. partner's uh, sperm. So where does that leave you in Russia then? In Russia then, would you're still, Ivana you're be... still No, no, because it, um, it, it's not a case of, first of all, even if you're using donor eggs, it would never be the surrogate eggs. Okay. That's the law over there and that's how it works. Um, right, and okay. that's what best practice is. So um, it's it's still a case of you're still the mother because you're called the intending parents. Okay. Um, and actually Mark Feely from Westlife did a lovely statement recently where he said, 
our children were created with love in the same way that every other child is created. Because bearing in mind, this isn't just our issue. It's same-sex male couples as well. Yes. You know, and the legislation... And obviously, and obviously they wouldn't have eggs to, to donate. Exactly, yes. exactly. So, yeah. you know, they'd be in that position. And as well as that same-sex female couple have to reach a certain level of criteria to be recognised as well. And it's just not equal. All we're asking for is for our children to have the protection and benefits of a relationship with both parents. And what are um, the government saying to you in relation to as to why they or what is the, the red tape or the complication hmm. in doing it from abroad? Because obviously domestically is not a problem. That's going to be covered in the bill. But unfortunately, there's not that many surrogates in Ireland. And exactly. We, and it's and by the way, why is that? Why, why, yeah. is, why, why is surrogacy not common or popular in this country? Well, we have such a small population and it would be literally everybody knows everybody. You know the way Ireland is, realistically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah. yeah, not a lot of people are in a position where they have a friend or a relative to carry a child for them. And the only, the only way that you would, you know, go ahead and do that is if you knew somebody. Because at the moment under Irish law, whoever gives birth is the mother and her husband is the father. So you're not going to have somebody that you don't know carry your child for you. And is, um, it, is it expensive? Because I know a girl many years ago who did it in Florida. She she paid uh, yeah, people in Florida huge, to do it. Is huge it, amount of money. Give, yeah, so oh, I don't want to know your per, I don't know your personal business, but give me, give I me like a ballpark. Very open, I'd be very open about it all. We remortgaged our house in order to be able to afford it. So the US, the US and Canada is, is way more expensive. That wasn't an option to us. The Ukraine was literally the only place that we could go that was affordable. So all in all, um, in the Ukraine itself, we paid between thirty and fifty thousand euros. Right, um, and that's including that your legal fees and all that. No, that's and, including our legal fees in the Ukraine. But when okay. we come home to Ireland, we then need to apply. We went to the High Court. That's another fifteen thousand euros on oh top my. of it to get Keith recognised as a parent. And this is something that, again, we went to the this High Court. We were all looking. just streamlined mm-hmm. at this stage. Yeah, you know that I mean? was open to us. But there's people. We have a member of our group down in Kerry. Her children are five years old. And for five years of their life, they had no legal parent because it wasn't going through the district court down in Kerry. So mm. for five years, those children were left without any legal protection. It's just not no, acceptable. No, it's not acceptable, isn't it? In, sure in, not. In you 20, know, not at this stage. No, not at this stage. Exactly. It's just not acceptable. I and mean, I, children, I would accept this 20 or 30 years ago when surrogacy was very new and it was something we were a bit unsure about. Yeah, and, and of course, yeah. it was a very different Ireland. But now you've got so many different variations of families, etc., etc. And look, we certainly don't want to repeat the mistakes of the mother and baby homes and all those kind of things, no. which I was born in, by the way. But you know, we, don't oh, want to repeat, we don't want to repeat the mistakes of the past. I mean, I, yeah. I couldn't get a birth cert. And still legally, by the way, I can't get a birth cert. I do oh, have that- I got yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like, so, unbelievable. And those kind of things we need to sort out. This is just another one of those things we need to sort out. Exactly. But, and I, I think because of your, you know, I mean, we can learn from the situations that, you know, children like you have been left in. And nobody wants that for their child. I, mean, I, don't, I and, don't want your children either, by the way, in the future, not be able to have full access to all their history, by the way. A hundred percent. And I'm and sure you do too. That. Yes. A hundred percent we support that. And, and our... What the recommendations have been to the government, and Professor Conor O'Mahony is the Special Rapporteur on Child Protection. He has given the government a report that basically outlines everything that they need to do in order to do this properly. It's mm-hmm. there. It's there in black and white. In the UK, they brought in legislation in 1985 that allows both parents to have a declaration of parentage. This isn't rocket science. It has been done before. Look, the UK system isn't perfect. They're now renewing it. But they're renewing something that's already there. Those children are protected 
our children are not protected. Yeah, you're, you're always going to get the odd cases that are going to push the boundaries of the legislation of that you course. have to check out and, 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 then, and, and then change the legislation appropriately or whatever. Appropriately, so, exactly. Yeah. And that's it. But I mean, it's not about like, I don't need a piece of paper to tell me that I'm Ted and Elsie's mother. No. I do it day in, day out. But I, 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 have a picture of the, I have a picture of your family in front of me here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and you look like a lovely family. By the way. They're absolutely hilarious. They're, 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 as, as they're the cutest mom, twins. They I've really seen. are. And my mom says all the time, life is beautiful pandemonium is how she describes it and, and that's exactly what it is yeah, but for us it's about safeguarding the children of Ireland and their future and that's what we want the government to do as well and the delay and the delay and the delay it's just we cannot accept that as parents like the state has to protect the rights of children and we as their parents need to fight for them and, 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 and because surrogacy abroad has been around for a while now I mean, you're right in saying as you made in the statement of the organisation statement that many of these children will now be reaching the age of 18 years of age yes, which means the legislation yep. will be pointless for them anyway at, this, at that mm-hmm. stage because they will have already not have that relationship with their parents or no to, to call their parents their parents so I mean you're, you're tomorrow you're going to have a protest tomorrow um, yeah, so tomorrow we're having a demonstration and yeah. really all we're asking is for people to come and stand with us and stand up for these Irish children who are literally here. They're living and breathing Irish children and the children who came before them and the children that are going to come after them because international surrogacy is not going away. No, international it's only going to become more popular. It's only going to become more popular. Um, and so what we need is, I mean, the Department of Foreign Affairs are fantastic in working with us to allow a way for the children to come back into the country. They're issued emergency travel documents. They know that they're here. It's not like they don't know they're here. They it's know not that like you're sneaking them into the country or anything like it's that. Absolutely <laughs> not. You know what I mean? Everything is up front. We follow all the guidelines that Alan Chatner sent out in his first proposal. Everything is followed. These children are here. They're living, breathing Irish children. And they deserve to be recognised like every other child in Ireland. I have to look at Ted and Elsie every day and look them in the eye and say to them, I'm your mommy, and I am their mommy. But the law needs to catch up with that. The government needs to catch up with that. Society already has mine. I mean, the absolute support that we have got from every corner of society has been amazing. It's not something that people in general have a problem with. People in general are hugely supportive of it. What we need now... I don't know anybody who would be against the idea of it. I mean, you know, but I don't know. There are I, some I mean, people. There are some people. that are is, Yeah, but what is the argument against it? I, I don't so, see... The argument, I mean, okay, one so let's of the take arguments. your case. In your case, mm. what would be the argument against you, as you morally, of course, you're, you recognise yourself as their parent, as their mother, mm. of course you do. But what would be the argument of me legally defining you there as their mother? What's the argument so against that? What, what they're worried about is surrogate welfare. And we get that, OK? We absolutely know that. They're worried about exploiting um, women um, and surrogate, surrogate's welfare. But it's, it's hilarious. I had a conversation with Ivana the other day um, and I was talking to her, who was our surrogate, about this and about them worried about exploiting um, and about, you know, women's rights and everything. And, and Ivana's answer to me was, but it's my body and it's my right to choose what I want to do with my body. She said, so... I thought, we, I thought we already established that three years ago, by the way. In this do you country. know what I mean? So, yeah. like, it's, it's absolutely... It's the same argument over and over. Like, we want surrogates to be safeguarded. I mean, one of the first things we did was go to an Irish solicitor. We asked her, what clinics look after the surrogates? What clinics make sure that everything is perfect? Annette Hickey and Kilkenny was our solicitor. She told us, look, these are good clinics we work with all the time. Irish solicitors have been doing this. They've been doing the job of the government effectively because they've been putting Irish couples in touch with um, countries, with clinics, with things that are ethically, morally good. We, 
Everybody uh, and the logical thing started. would be to legislate because when you legislate and you you do it then through approved agencies, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. well, then it would be much better a much better system. Where at the moment with no legislation there, it just means you could go to anybody. And in fact, what you spoke about the the exploitation of some women uh, exactly. around the world, maybe in, in poorer countries, could actually happen. But when you it have could. legislation, it'll stop that from happening. And that's our point. And and you get it in a nutshell, and it's fantastic that you do. But that is our point. What we're asking for is we're asking the government to legislate for this. We're asking them to literally put in place a safeguard of countries that they know these, these are literally mm-hmm. the, the, the standards are met, which are similar to Irish standards. At the moment, we're coming back from the Ukraine. We have affidavits signed by um, uh, Ukrainian solicitors. These are all accepted because they know that they're the standards that we're working towards mm-hmm. in America, Canada. All of these places, you know, this is has been done in numerous other issues. It can be done with surrogacy as well. Um, and I suppose one of the things is you're saying to me, you know, what, what are we telling the government? We have had some interaction with the government and it has been amazing, the interaction that we've had. But really what we want is we have the answers. We have done our research. We have submissions ready to go. We have the answers to these questions. We have looked at other jurisdictions. We have looked at surrogate welfare. We've looked at child's right to identity. We've looked at all the things that could cause issues. And we want the government to take them on board. But even without us, Conor O'Mahony is the special rapporteur appointed by the government. He has given them a report that basically outlines everything. That's for them. It's there in black and white. Absolutely. And without legislation, well, without legislation, you're never going to get things done right because people are always going to do different things. So I think you legislation know, is the best way to do things. One hundred percent. And I suppose, like, the time is now. You know, we can't course, kick it down yeah. the down the road anymore. Like, we're just kicking the can down the road, down the road, down the road. Um, and it's just like the time is now. Like, there's two things that we want. What we're campaigning for which is recognition of both domestic and international surrogacy and the retrospective declaration of parentage. So what we want is children that are already born here will be, will be able to go to court and, and get a declaration mm-hmm. of parentage. And, and also, by the way, I'd like to see, uh, you know, going forward in the future, I know, Cathy, whether this is something that your campaign is also to do, is uh, more surrogacy domestically here in Ireland. I mean, because I think it's a wonderful thing to do. Yes. 100%. I mean, imagine not having to leave the country. Imagine not great, having to leave the country. Yeah. If yeah. the law was in place and, and it was an option for people, uh, some people, then imagine being able to go to all those scans, be part of the pregnancy, do that. Like, absolutely amazing. We have yeah. no problem, you know, with domestic surrogacy. We think that it would work for some people. What's your phone again there, Cathy? I don't want to lose you. I'm here now. I'm here. <laughs> um, that, would be, that would be absolutely amazing to be able to do that. Absolutely. But in 95% of the cases, that isn't an option. So some people will always have to use international surrogacy. But what we want is for it to be easy to do domestic surrogacy as well. So that if you don't have to go abroad, then you have protection here. And, and that's what, you know, effectively well, the government wants. Okay, so you're going to be there tomorrow outside uh, Dáil Éireann, outside Leinster House, should I say, uh, tomorrow. To ten, a quarter to ten in the morning. Will, um, will, your, will your daughter and son, Ted and Elsie, be with you? God, they will. And <laughs> a lot of other children born through surrogacy will be there. Um, and we, we really just... And can, I re- can I re-establish the your daughter and son? All right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate that so much. And, and it's, it's really, you know, it's fantastic to have people like yourself who can give us a voice um, and, and really educate people on, on what the situation is. Um, and yeah, so all, all the children, mothers, fathers, um, will be there with um, members of the coalition as well. So same-sex couples will be represented as well as ourselves. Tomorrow, and they'll be there tomorrow morning. And the time again? 
is a quarter to ten. Quarter to ten. And we're sending a letter to the government, which has been signed by numerous organisations, um, to say that, you know, this this needs to be sorted now. Okay. All right. Well, listen, it's been, it's been lovely talking to you, Cathy. You're a wonderful woman. Listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate thank you coming so on the air today. Now, all right, there you go. Quarter to ten tomorrow morning. Uh, outside Leinster House, they'll be there. All those families with their children will be there if you happen to see them, if you can't stop by or you can't support them or you can't get there tomorrow to help to support them. And um, there's a lot of people out there in different situations that might want to go out there and support them. Well, if you're passing by, even just beep your horn. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.